are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, of Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you for listening, and thank you for worshiping with us. In Romans 3.28, we hear these words, For we hold that a person is justified by faith. There's an old joke that asks, what does the N on the side of Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska stand for? The answer is that the N N stands for knowledge. In other words, Nebraskans do not know how to spell the word knowledge. They spell it with an N and not a K, which is interesting. When my oldest son started classes at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln, the overarching question for students of that university was, what's your story? In other words, college was a time to discover your personal story and how you were going to write that story. So instead of pursuing degrees for the sake of knowledge, students discovered and fulfilled their story their who and how. Who am I? And how will I fulfill this identity? In some ways, our faith is a story whose chapters unfold before us every day. Some chapters are predicted, others are not. Some we remember and some we do not. Some chapters are good and some are bad, but together they tell the story of who we are and how we live within that identity given to us at our baptism. We are all children of God, but how we fulfill this identity varies from pastors to teachers, from firefighters to attorneys, from salesmen to custodians, and so forth. But this story is not only written by the self, but it is written by God and others in our lives. It is a communal story written by people on a journey, a pilgrimage of discovering what it means to be a child of God in the world today. It means asking the catechetical question, what does this mean throughout the journey? We Lutherans and others like us are driven by our questions rather than just our answers. Unfortunately, the Christian faith can quickly be reduced to nothing but answers. Questions are tolerated enough to get to the right answer rather than using questions to invite others into the conversation. In other words, you are always a student. You are always asking the questions that help you understand who you are as a child of God today. This baptismal identity never changes, but how we fulfill that identity changes many times in one lifetime. The truth is that justification by grace is not an idea. It is a way of life. Learning a way of life takes time and perseverance. For that reason, we are never done preaching and teaching justification by grace through faith. 
Sure, we have heard it before, but we need to hear it again. This is why we celebrate Reformation Sunday, a day to not only remember the past, but to celebrate the present and welcome the future. Because we love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. We love to tell the story because we know it's true. It satisfies our longings as nothing else can do. This story we know as the gospel impacts our story and together we become the body of Christ with a story to tell. Frederick Beekner once said this about faith. Faith is a stranger, an exile on the earth, and doesn't know for certain about anything. Faith is homesickness. Faith is a lump in the throat. Faith is less a position about something and more a movement toward something. Less a sure thing than a hunch. Faith is waiting. Faith is journeying through space and through time. If someone were to come up and ask me, said Beekner, to talk about my faith, it is exactly that journey that I would talk about. The ups and downs of the years, the dreams, the odd moments, the intuitions. I would have to talk about the occasional sense I have that, that life is not just a series of events causing other events to unfold randomly, as a break shot in pool causes the billiard balls to careen off in all directions, but that life has a plot the way a novel has a plot, that events are somehow or other leading somewhere that will make sense. And end quote. And this story of Jesus and his love is not just being discovered in our churches, but outside our churches as well. Diana Butler Bass asks, where is God? In answering the question, she notes that many today claim to be spiritual, but not religious, that their faith story is told and discovered not only in traditional faith community, but untraditional faith community as well. She writes, and I quote, often unnoticed, or misunderstood by commentators and some religious leaders. A theological shift is happening around us, a revolution of divine nearness. In the midst of the problems and challenges we face, the distant God is being replaced by a more intimate presence. Millions of people are experiencing God as more personable and accessible than ever before. This is not a romanticized greeting card divinity, but it is a God who is robustly present in the chaos, suffering, and confusion surrounding us. The Spirit who invites us to save the planet and make peace with the whole human family, and who is a companion and partner in creating a hope-filled future. This is the God that many are reaching toward realizing that a far-off God will not do. A God who is not with us cannot be for us. The only God that makes sense is a God of compassion and empathy who shares the life of the world. Instead of living in a disconnected, three-tiered universe of heaven, earth, and hell, 
we are discovering that we inhabit a dazzling sacred ecology where God dwells with us, end quote. In some ways, this is not too far off from what Luther and others discovered a long time ago. A God who dwells with us and among us in word and sacrament. A God who dwells with all of us. Not just with the priest, but the congregant. Not just with the theologian, but the barber. This God calls each of us by name and has a story to share through us and others. So we gather to discover our faith story because our story is the witness we bear to the rest of the world. We tell our story not to diminish others, but to inspire others to know and share their faith story as well. Paul Hooker, a Presbyterian minister writing on Facebook, shares a faith story about his boyhood experience touring a cave with his scout troop and experiencing total darkness as the guide turned off the lights in the cave. He writes, when the cave went dark, I reached for something, anything, anything to arrest my sense of fall. My hand struck that solid, ancient rock wall, the foundation on which rested the weight of creation. Immediately everything changed. I knew where I was. More important, I knew who I was. My hand touching the rock was the essential connection to the foundations of creation that gave my life meaning and purpose and self. I did not know it at the time, but in that moment I learned what it means to have faith. Faith is the reflexive reaching out to touch the foundation of things it is not a decision one makes. It is not a set of ideas one either agrees to or rejects. It is not a body of doctrine one uses or a canon of stories one recounts to construct a correct worldview. It is not a choice between competing ideologies. All those things may come later when the lights come back on and the cave tour moves out of the chamber and back to the surface. In the darkness, though, none of them matter. Faith is trust that somewhere in the midst of the darkness lies a rock. End quote. So what is the story God is writing through each of you today? And how will you share that story in a world that needs a rock to rest on in the midst of the fall call humanity. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again, anew, and we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us, out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now in support of this podcast and of the work and ministry of St. John's Lutheran Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat that for you, sjlcl.org. Up toward the top right, you will see a button that says Give. 
click on Give and follow the simple instructions to give your offering. And on behalf of the whole congregation, let me say thank you for giving in support of these ministries. And now, receive a blessing from Kate Bowler from her book, The Lives We Actually Have. This is a blessing called, For This Ordinary Day. Lord, here I am. How strange it is that some days feel like hurricanes and others like glassy seas and others like nothing much at all. Today is a cosmic shrug. My day planner says rather conveniently that I will not need you, cry out for you, reach for you. Ordinarily, I might not think of you at all, except if you don't mind, let me notice you. Show up in all the small necessities and everyday graces. God, be bread, be water, be laundry, be the coffee cup in my hands and the reason to calm down in traffic. Be the gentler tone in my insistence today that people pick up after themselves for once. Be the reason I feel loved when I catch my own reflection or feel my own self-loathing fluttering in my stomach. Calm my mind, lift my spirit, make this dumb, ordinary day my prayer of thanks. Amen. And peace be with you, my friends.